Bob and Jeremy's Conflab. The Reality Podcast. Howdy, Bobby. How is Kent? Is Kent and where you live, which I won't name because the podcast fans will flock to see if they can have a sighting of a man with his dog. Um, is it Christmassy in Kent? Well, it is now because we put our Christmas tree up last night. Um, it's the biggest Christmas tree we've ever had. It's absolutely massive. We only just got it in the house. Um, it took me hours to chop the bottom so that we could get it in our Christmas tree holder. Um, Do you mean and, to sort of chisel it in the correct yes, shape? Yes. And then uh, we've had to put some string uh, to hold it up because it's so massive. Um, and we've, ne- we've, be- we've decorated it beautifully last night. So, yes, Christmas is, has begun. Sorry, just one thing. String. What's this from the ceiling? I don't understand the string bit. Well, the string is attached to a uh, curtain ro- uh, pole, which is then attached to the tree. Wonderful! Is it Norwegian? Norwegian spruce? Possibly. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, say as to the. I think it's pine actually, but I'm not mm. sure where it's from. Do you have a real tree? Uh, no, we sind artificial in our house. Ah, I don't know why we are. My wife has decided. Uh, without any knowledge that uh, needles drop everywhere, but I know you could convince her of the non-needle drop type. Um, but no, we have three artificial trees, which I think is over the top. Mm. One in the living room, one in the kitchen, and one in this kind of other room. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a bit otter bit over the top. Anyway, let's talk. Let's stay on the Christmas theme because we're going to have some fun today. Um, uh, it's only the 3rd of December, you and I are now in tears, T-I-E-R-S, and many people are in tears. And what is generally looming in many people's calendars at this time of year is the office party. So this podcast is dedicated to the office party. Before we kick off, or actually as we kick off, I want to ask you a question. I'm going to go into your memory banks. What is the single best office party you have ever had in your life? That's such a great question. Um I've been to several excellent uh, office parties, including one at the Greyhound Stadium in Brighton, where we watched Greyhound racing while we were having Christmas lunch. That was excellent. I've been to uh, big do's in London. I've been to the Winter Gardens in Eastbourne for a black tie jobby. Uh, all sorts over the years. But I would say the best one ever was when I went to two Christmas parties in one night. Because I left one company and moved to another a few months before. So I went to a do in London at the old brewery in, um, is it Penny Lane? No, not Penny Lane. Um, do you mean Brick Lane? Um, Brick Lane. Brick Lane. Brick Lane. You, yes. Do you mean Truman's, the first Yes, Truman's that's brewery. it. There was right, a big right. do there with my current company, but I only knew about three people. And I felt a bit sort of left out. But as it happened, my old company was having a do the same night on the other side of London. So I did a French exit, um, jumped in the in a cab, went across to the other party where I was welcomed with open arms. I got absolutely lambasted there. Um, and then I, I actually hitched a lift on one of their coaches, my old company's coaches, to get home back down to Kent after the do. 
And I'm not proud of this, but I was so hammered that as I walked from the station up towards my house, I fell into a hedge. And the hedge Mm. was robust enough to hold me upright as I fell into it. (laughs) And redeposit you. (laughs) Well, I actually woke from that hedge, having slept in it for about three quarters of an hour, I think. Um, I woke up asleep in a hedge. That's 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 the best office party. What about you? Um, I think the best one we've ever had, a reality, was when we were in, I think it was called the Wigan, Pe- Wigan Pen. It was a pub quite near Law Courts. And uh, I was a little too friendly to people not involved in our Christmas party, inviting them in. Do you remember that? Why was that the best? What was so because good about that? You all, you all wigged that I was sort of allowing others to join us. And you all found it amusing. I was sort of thinking I was helping these people. And you said, Jeremy, that's not just a normal person there. You've got to be quite careful. I was a bit naive. Uh, but we had a, it was a sort of thriving. I think you have to London. explain that because I know what you mean. But everyone's going, what do you mean not a normal person? Well, they could have been, they could have been um, people who are working and earning income from illicit behaviours, should we say. Ah, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, but I think it was nice to see all of our team. And we're in a proper London boozer with good beer and they're bringing us nibbles. And it was that thing where you look around you and you've got all different types. I enjoyed that. Um, good. Company wise. I'm struggling. I mean, I didn't really work for anyone else really for very long. I had my little career bit at Yellow Pages, and I'm wondering if we ever did one. It probably would have been in squares in Milton Keynes, having a uh, club sandwich, no doubt. We're going to discuss some of the research I've found out and see where that takes us. Go um, and then we're going to also sort of maybe say what you could do. Mm. Um, so lots of lots of companies have actually carried out research because they're trying to sell calendars to people or printing services or hr services so a lot of the research carried out is all paid for by companies who then want to contact people with the research quite a good sales technique actually bob mm-hmm. you, do, you do an office per- bit of research and then you sell people something um my favorite two pieces of research one is carried out by instaprint and the other by uk gateway reward a kind of hr services business um but there's, there is a lot of research out there. So I'm going to kick off with some fun stats. Um, 54% of people want an office party. Mm, so only just over 50%. Only just over 50%. So what does that tell you about every party you've ever been there? Have you been standing there with half the other room going, I wish I wasn't here? I've it's been to some like that. I have been to some like that, haven't you? I mean, you just think, oh, dear. Yeah, poorly organised and bad food Mm. are always our things. I mean, if it's if it's sort of carbohydrate city, yeah, um, you know, without any sort of vegetable. Oh my god, I do know. We did go to one terrible Christmas party. We cannot say yes. We won't say where it is or who organised it, but it was in your area, and it was billed as a very highfalutin evening. Oh my god! And it was one of the most oh. lowest rent things we've ever been to. Do you I remember? learned a lot about marketing through that project. Oh, don't well, say we, any more. Okay, um, I dreadful. learned a lot about I learned a lot about demographics and aspiration. Yeah, we yeah. we thought a certain type of person because they led us to believe. Yeah, just be care- Just shows that don't listen to your clients. They said we attract mm. this type of person to our parties, and we went right. Well, that's going to be these avenues of marketing and promotion. Mm. And when we turned up, no, it was the aspirational crowd 
who were trying to be like the first demographic that they described. Anyway, we could go off into the world of demographics here. Um, that wasn't a great do. Uh, we told we'd have a drink in our hand within 30 seconds. We couldn't get one. <laughs> no. And the food. Um, do you remember the food? The food. I had a cold, the, but the food was inedible. Yes. Um, it was... It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Great and, people, um, just that's poor where execution. We, that's where we, we coined the phrase, cater a smile. Cater a smile. Just sort of a semi-fixed smile. There you like, go. Hey, hey, it's okay. Hey, Get this down. Look, there you go. Eat that. That looks nice. And it was dreadful, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it was shocking. Was, oh, 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 dreadful. Now, you wouldn't anyway. be surprised to, to hear that the age group that most wants a party is 16 to 34. Um, of course they do. But you see, 16-year-olds... That, that, that shows how that research was slightly out of date because you have to say 18 to 34 because you have to be in full-time education really up to the age of 18 now. Um, mm. A third believe it boosts morale. So do, do you think the office party can have the opportunity to boost morale? Well, it could, but if, if only a third think that, that means two-thirds think it doesn't. Mm. That's terrible. So oh, just over half, you know, don't really want to go and two-thirds don't think it boosts morale. I mean, that really is a damning stat if it's true it isn't marvelous is it um no. i think as we'll come you know in a short period of time to what we think you should and could do if you are going to do something that should be high on your agenda is this going to boost morale is this going to make people feel good we have a 17 percent abstaining rate mm. and you have a seven percent to use the term for the second time and will be pleased that we're using the word french exit twice seven percent mm. make make french exits and a French exit is only seven percent make French exits. Okay. Yeah, this is this is probably this is this is me going to ask you a question. I'm not going to give you the stat. Think of the different job functions, roles, mm -hmm. and and, mm -hmm. and I realise that roles are diversifying all the time. You have people who are who are in charge of all sorts of wonderful job titles, but think of a couple of fundamental job roles in a fairly mm -hmm. medium sized business. Yeah. Which job role considers handing in their notice the day after? the office party well i would first of all say any job role that embarrasses themselves or is caught in flagrante but i'm assuming oh. you mean a well those um, people may be chastised and wake up going what have i done but this mm -hmm. job role i'll give you a little hint they're observing the humans carrying out various behaviors and they think oh can i really be with this set of creatures for another 12 months well that would be hr then wouldn't it yeah Oh, 40, I mean, for, yeah, forty-one percent of HR. We must HR. say that there are some wonderfully warm and caring HR people. <laughs> there are lots of HR people who are brilliant at being very cold-hearted and getting rid of people. So you need both sides, don't you, really? Well, do you know? Well, I think some companies literally engage those type of HR directors. How can we sort out lead zero contracts, zero hours contracts? How can we get rid of people? Change the wages, change the shifts. I mean, HR comes from different places. Reality Training was created in 2001 by Bob and Jeremy, both actors who met at drama school. Reality delivers training that is effective, memorable and entertaining with a touch of theatricality to bring it to life. We now have a company of trainers and actors who you can utilise to create change programmes across your business. Please contact us via realitytraining.com. Anyway, what I think is much more fun is the top tips carried out here uh, and, and shared for your pleasure here. 
do not have a deep conversation with the boss. I agree. I, I can imagine someone going, oh, Bob, yeah, it's such an amazing company you've started. Eh? <laughs> you um, know, I actually, reality. What made you pick the name? Because I love it. Um, I, I love once it. tried to engage a boss of mine in a deep conversation, not that deep, um, at a Christmas party, and he was so drunk he tried to kiss me. So that tells oh. you everything about that. So oh. there you go. As an affectionate kiss or a snog? Oh, an affectionate kiss, but it was still oh, slightly right. un, uncalled for. Should yeah. we say? Very funny. Um, but yes, that's a very good one. What else? Um, don't have shots after 11 p.m. Good. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the old mixing your drinks, if people don't know it, um, it it's a pretty simple one. But the, the drinks that people will... St- I mean, there's my local pub. There's a guy called Dave. He starts to line up flaming Sambucas. At about 11.30 p.m., that's when it's time to go. Um, But the thing is, if you're at a Christmas party, by 11 o'clock, do you have any consciousness of what you should and shouldn't be drinking? If you're a big drinker, no. Um, I just try and stick on the same thing as my uh, body's ability to cope with alcohol lessens every single year. I remember being at a, a New Year's Eve party a few years ago. And um, this place we were at was just carrying around these sort of planks of wood with like 20 shots on all evening. And it was a mixture of tequila, um, those kind of low rent spirits like Taboo and Mirage and all those other things. And, uh, and people were knocking these things back. And um, after a while, you just you lost the ability to function. I mean, it got you, it got you where they wanted you to go. But my God, you've paid for it. I tell you, you really, really paid for it. That's very good advice. What else? Um, Don't tell colleagues what you really think of them. That's not good because you say, Claire, Mm. I actually think that you are really a lot harder. And everyone thinks you're nice, but you're not. You're really (laughs) cold. And you've Uh, blanked me on a number of occasions. Why are you doing that to me? You know, you could really... Similarly, you might say to somebody, I know we never speak, but I really fancy you. Oh, <laughs> no. I was at a do once where um, a guy uh, who everyone thought was okay got really hammered and was very offensive to someone. And the CEO overheard it. And when he arrived back in the office at the, in the beginning of January, the first thing that happened was that he was taken into an office and sacked for his behavior right. at the office party. So um, there you go. Yeah. Um Give yourself a curfew. See, some people who cannot manage time, and if you, you just said, if you don't know what you're drinking after 11, then maybe you've actually pre-said, I'm out of here at, at midnight before my carriage turns into a pumpkin. I think that's quite good. I think there's two two others here that are really good. Mm. Book the next day off. If you've actually organised the next yeah. day off in good advance, idea. then everyone else comes in and tells the stories and go, oh, did you see... Did you see what Pete did last night? Whoa. And uh, there's all those kind of hangovers and feigned ability to work. But you're actually at home watching CBeebies. You know, that's... that's, Mm. that's But but, but in which case, if you've booked the day off, why do you need to worry about what time you go home? You might as well just go for it then. Well, Um, that's you. Yeah. That's that's sort of mixing the... uh, See, the other thing is, you and I can look at this as men of a certain age, okay, 
15 years ago, we wouldn't have been worried yeah. about what time we were going home, no. would we? Benefit, benefit of hindsight, isn't it? Exactly. But we, yeah. you just, what the hell? I mean, how many times have I run for the last train or, you know, had to spend fortunes in a cab in the middle of the night to get home from London? I mean, it happens. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, I, I think we're much more concerned about it as we get older. When you're younger, part of your, you know, your rites of passage, as it were, is to go to a, par- a party with all your colleagues, get completely trashed, embarrass yourself, and uh, either have a nightmare getting home or worse, uh, you know, wake up somewhere <laughs> that you weren't expecting. Surely that's that's part of it, isn't it? Well, it is part of it, but your but your background, you see, marketing and sales in this article, they are the most rowdy at every office party. True. Marketing and salespeople, True. you know, they... Um, they behave suddenly very much more differently to how they behave in the office. There's another thing that you should never, ever do at an office party. Do you know what that is? What? Ask for a pay rise. (laughs) Yes, you've got a real good (laughs) I've done so much work. You are not paying me enough. So let's now move on um, to what people could do this year. So what's Bob Morell's top tip of what you could do this year? Um, well, the first thing is, as anyone who has a company will know, uh, and maybe if you work for a company, you may not know this, every company is able to allocate um, £150 per head against the cost of an office party, provided every employee is invited to it. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that the government gives you £150 a head. I wish they did. But what it means is there's £150 there that you can put against your uh, annual tax bill, as it were, against your costs. And so that makes it a relatively uh, reasonable thing to do. So if you're all going to meet in a restaurant, as we would have done in normal times, or at a club or at a venue, then that you pretty quickly can spend £150 a head. So you do have some money that you can allocate for this this year. So budget for that, looking at, looking at the employees you've got. You don't necessarily have to spend £150 a head. But know that you can give your employees some money to claim back that they can spend on things they might like. Now, you might want to stipulate what that thing is. So it might be a meal or some booze or a present, um, something like that. But you you have got some money to spend uh, if you want to. One advice I think I would advise I would give you, there are certain companies who say, oh, look, what we've done this year instead of having a, a Christmas party is we've bought a herd of goats for some people in a far off land as a charitable Mm. contribution. I mean, that's a lovely thought, but if you've done that without consulting your people, some people might take a bit of umbrage at that. Um, And uh, I think you should just think seriously about, back to what Jeremy said earlier about morale. I think, you know, you need to think about that. It's sort of, uh, we're being so charitable and you didn't know, but you were too. Yeah. It's uh, it's slightly holier than thou, isn't it? Yeah, very, um, very. Coming from a monk. What um, else? Well, the other thing is is to still do something. Do not promise, hey, guys, next year's going to be mega. Summer's going to be double bubble. No, because it still may not happen. You could have other things happening. Mm. So do something, which means if you are doing a virtual office party, make sure that you've perhaps sent a gift to somebody's house that they open uh, yeah. live on the Zoom. And yep. the, my sort of third and final tip is, as well as not not doing something, do something. Bring in maybe a bit of external expertise. You'll find that there's a lot of musicians at home who will play over Zoom. They could do. You could have somebody tell uh, a few stories. You could have somebody to um, share something, open, give awards. 
There are expertise people that you could bring onto Zoom. Don't make it such a homegrown affair where, you know, Ian in IT, he has the most skills, he'll set it all up and he'll compare it. You know, try it, try and do it properly. Um, so don't put it off, spend the money and make it personalized. And maybe you won't fall into all those traps that you that people do fall into when they're face to face. Maybe you won't flirt outrageously with a person you shouldn't. Um, have the deep conversation with the boss. Maybe all those things just won't happen. And actually, it'd be the safest office party you've ever had. I would also say that right now, there are actors and comedians sitting around at home, wondering what they're going to do with their festive season. I bet you could get pretty well-known people to join your office party for 20 minutes, half an hour, um, for a pretty low fee right now, don't you? Gosh, yeah, you could you could look up a, a whole tier of comedians. Yes, um, who, yeah, going off to their agencies and saying, "Could we have?" I can think of some by name now who I think would do it. Who would come and do do twenty minutes, sing a couple of funny songs, definitely tell a few jokes, intro it off, you know, lead kick it off with a bang. Why not? Well, do you remember um, last year you went to a, a, a January uh, event in uh, London? I didn't go this year. You went to it. It was a big awards yeah. night. And there was a leading actor there, of course, somebody I would have loved to have met um, who was oh, booked yeah. for the evening. And he would have been on quite a good fee for that. Now, these days, there are no live events. There's no corporate events for famous people to be booked to appear at. Okay. So I just think that right now, you could, you know, for a daytime event, for an evening, for half an hour, surely get onto someone's agent and go, is this person free on this date for half an hour? Here's 500 quid. All they've got to do is look interested and answer a few questions. I think they'll bite your hand off. Don't I you? Do. Yeah. So actually, anyone listening to this, go get a comic. Go get a comic. Or a, well, look, it's, or, or a star. Or a star. A star of some shiningness. Um, well, look, it's been good to talk about office parties. Um, I hope that's been yes. fun for you. And mm. if you can't have a physical one next year, uh, this year, you can in 2021. All right, Bobby, you take care. Okay. We'll do another one of these very soon. All the best. Bye. Bob and Jeremy's Conflab. The Reality Podcast.